You are listening to Making Mama Magic with honest and authentic conversations about all things related to modern motherhood, wholehearted living, and peaceful parenting. Join me and my guests in our chats about redefining motherhood and parenting in a way that focuses on purpose, peace, and presence while pursuing dreams and life, career, and business in our unique, magical way. I am your host, Eva, and I empower moms to parent with connection and curiosity and to own their confidence in motherhood. Hi, welcome to Making Mama Magic. Today, we have our very first guest episode with Serene from Love Bonds. We chatted about how meaningful conversations with our children can build connection about the pressures of being a mother in this modern age and our little tips on how mothers can enjoy parenting and motherhood more. We also talk about the power of words and personal stories in motherhood and how this is part of the work that Love Born does. I hope you enjoyed this chat as much as I did. So let's dive in. Welcome, Zareen. I am so glad to have you here. I'm so glad to be here, Ava. So tell me more about yourself and also your company, Love Bonds. Well, about myself, I'm actually a mom of two boys, a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. Both of them are boys, so I'm a mom of boys, right? My background is I used to be a JC teacher. I was actually teaching math <laughs> for about 11 years in a JC. But more than the math that I teach, I was very, very involved in implementing and also developing programs that handles the character development of students in the school. That is really what I love and it's really something that I've been doing for the past many years in the JC mm. and yeah <laughs> okay about love bonds well you know we actually started love bonds about well, two over years ago and it started really because we had this very simple desire to curate and create good resources that will enhance conversations that families can have in the homes right because I mean I was a teacher before and you know in the schools I, I encourage questioning I encourage um, conversations to happen in the classrooms so I'm actually trained in that area and but I do realize that parents or after I became a mom I realized that it was difficult to transfer my knowledge to my children and mm. I wanted to do better than, at, at that, right? And because I was trained, I mean, technically in asking questions and all, I thought that, you know, I could do that. And I realized that it wasn't just me having the problems in engaging in meaningful conversations with my children. I realized that many moms, many dads out there also have difficulty on what to say, uh, you know, how to build bonds. What exactly are the tangible ways that we can do to do something so important, but so sounds so intangible? So mm. that was really just that simple desire. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Is really your journey as a teacher inspired you to start Love Bonds with that experience you put in your partner, Michelle, as well, to start with you, which is wonderful. 
<laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, actually, when Michelle and myself came together and wanted to do Love Bones, we, we, we were quite clueless, right? I mean, mm. uh, the simple desire is to enhance conversations in the families, but how do we do that, right? Yeah. So uh, from what we started to what we actually become now is actually a journey. So we started with curating and creating good resources. So it started with bravery magazines. We brought in bravery magazines, which are really popular magazines in the States. And it's something that I bring in for my own boys because mm. um, each magazine actually focuses on a strong female role model. And I thought that that was difficult to find in Singapore. You know, when I want to introduce good role models to my children, I realized that a lot of the books or the autobiographies, you know, of um, these strong role models normally have a political slant, and which is good. Uh, but also, I want to be able to ex- expand to a wider variety and, you know, allow my kids to know real people. So, Bravery Magazines was one of the first and uh, very good resources that we brought in. The other resources that we actually created are actually conversation starters. Mm. And that has been extremely helpful, you know, in, in, in knowing exactly what kind of questions to ask your kids when you are bringing your kids home from school. Not the easiest things to come up with, especially when, you know, we always ask our, ask our kids, you know, how's your day? <laughs> but questions like that, you know, right? I mean, every other parent that I know will ask their kids, how's your day? Which is a great question, but it's a really difficult question for a child to respond to because it's a huge question, right? The child has to synthesize their whole day, you know, process all of this, but there are so many little things that happen that they can't quite articulate. So the kids, no matter how old or young, would just reply, it was okay, it was good. But that's not exactly the kind of a great conversation that we are hoping to have. So mm. we created conversation starters, and that was that has been actually our, our bestseller since the very very start because yeah. parents and teachers actually recognize that good questions can start from a simple question and that can deepen as we go along. So yeah, we started off with that. Yeah, because I think like what you say, a lot of parents when they ask like, "How are you? Have you done your homework?" These are not exactly connecting questions. It's more of like right. asking, you know, and there is no continuation of understanding and deeper conversations. So I, I see the value of the cards really to help to prompt reflection, critical thinking, you know, all these That's things right. are really helpful for kids. For you, especially in terms of your journey, starting all this conversation, When do you start having such kind of conversation in your own family with your two boys? And how do you see such conversations have benefited and also transformed the way your relationship with boys and how you parent as well? Well, that's a really, really good question. You know, when I was a teacher, a lot of times I actually uh, do meet the parent session. Mm. And it's through meet the parent session that I realized that I can see families that are closely knitted and I can see families that aren't. And so because as the teacher of the children of these families, I went to ask, you know, the children of those families that I see are tightly knitted. And I asked them, so what exactly, you know, do your parents do with you when you're young? Because I want to be, I want to learn, right? A lot of these children or these students that I ask, you know, they will say that, yeah, they talk a lot with their parents. Their parents are very, very open about, you know, um, their struggles. They are very, very honest and authentic about their failures. They are also uh, very candid in their conversations with their parents. And I thought that is something that, that I picked up. And so when I became a mom, I was a teacher already when I became a mom and I wanted to intentionally build strong bonds with my kids. As with all parents, right? We all have great intentions to want to build, you know, strong bonds with our children. And 
conversations was something that I anchored my parenthood or, or, or parenting journey on. So, you know, when you, when, I, when you ask like, when did I start? Well, I started with talking to my husband. <laughs> so it's even before the kids came, you know, we talk a lot about how we want to parent our kids. Right? Mm. And he's a teacher as well. So, uh-huh. you know, our values are very, very aligned and that really helped. Now, when the kids turn up, uh, did we automatically become great parents? No, okay, I'm so sorry, but but no, I mean, we, we realized that well, it was harder than uh, we expected. As new moms, you know, there are so many things that people would tell you about. There are so many things that we needed to learn from breastfeeding to feeding to sleeping habits that are just basic needs of the children, right? And already we were having different opinions, right? Sleep, uh, sleep training, you know, different opinions, right? Feeding the kids, you know, different opinions, right? So many things, different opinions. So I started talking to my baby because we, I, I try to breastfeed my kid, right? So every time, you know, when we latch the baby, I'll talk to the baby. I, I, I heard that, you know, I researched and I read, I, I love reading. Lah. So I read in parenting books, right? That, you know, connection with the baby starts from young and they hear your voice even while they are in the womb, right? So I remember that and I, and I'll talk to my kids. I will tell my baby what goes on in my day. And it started off awkward. It's a one direction conversation, right? I talk and then nobody responds to me because my baby is still drinking milk and sleeping at the same time. But I thought that just by starting with me talking about my day, and about reflecting of my day was actually a good habit that uh, was helpful to me as a mom. Mm. Yeah, even when I was struggling, you know, I would tell my baby, I said, Isa, you know, uh, mommy is struggling today. You know, mommy has been trying to feed you, you know, but you have not been. So I tell him about my struggles and when he became a little bit older, he responded like not by talking, eye contact. And then when I'll share with him good things, he will laugh. When I am sad and I really struggle a lot with him, my older one, uh, I was having postnatal depression for quite a bit. So, you know, I was crying and then he could, his eyes, I, I could see that connection and I thought that that was beautiful. So that made me really realize, right, that connection really stems from just basic being there and meaningfully connect by talking so it was a one direction thing until he started getting older and we started going to school when he came back from school then I started asking him questions how is your day doesn't work right so I needed to expand my repertoire of questions that allowed him to connect with me and I realized that simple questions like for example who sat beside you during lunchtime was a great question because talking about his friends and talking about people or specific broken down things could actually expand to a lot more. He could answer concept beside me. Then I would ask, you know, oh, what, what uh, was Elkan looking happy today? Or what is Elkan's favorite food? And if he doesn't know, it prompted him to find out. So, and then that gave me more, more room to talk about uh, what to talk about the next day. I'll ask you, oh, no, so what is Elkan's favorite food? Since you didn't know it, and you asked him, right? So, and that worked because I showed interest in his life and he showed interest in the things around him and then that made the conversations that we had subsequently a little bit more meaningful and there was more exchange and then that flowed on to how was speech and drama today what is something that made you happy today I love asking questions about emotions I realise and it's something Mm -hmm. that yeah asking emotions questions is something that is not the easiest to answer Mm -hmm. but it's something that always prop and um, and go deeper to what they normally talk about if it is just something that happened. 
how do you feel about the English lesson today? Or actually Chinese, he doesn't really like Chinese. So he has this aversion. So Chinese, and I asked him, you know, oh, you know, uh, what is the song? You can start with a what first, right? So what is the song that Ling Lao Shi taught today? You know, how do you feel about the Chinese lesson today? You know, uh, What was something that made you angry in your Chinese lesson today? And all of these, you know, slowly became something that he reflected on as well. And some days when I put him back from school, without even me asking questions, he started blabbering on about his school, which is great. I realized that if, if it, it, it reaches to that point, then he actually has internalized what goes on and process in his day to be able to share about his day. And that was heartening. Lah. That was mm. that, 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 yeah, that actually is like a little indicator that something mm. is going on, <laughs> right? You want to give and give and give and then need to know what, what is happening on the other end as well. So I thought mm. that when he was able to reflect back was something that, that was encouraging, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the way that you started the conversation or the question that I asked you about being very authentic about how you feel while connecting with your child. And I think that because of the authenticity of sharing your emotions and thoughts and feelings, it helped to connect with your child. And thereafter, right. because the questions that you have been <laughs> asking throughout uh, his growing years, I think he also is very honest and authentic about his own feelings and thoughts as well. I think that's really like the essence of a, a strongly connected bond between a parent and a child because <laughs> it it's is, only it through is. that foundation you started since a baby days mm-hmm. led to the, the eight-year journey so far for you to have your older son to be really sharing very openly with you so that's really beautiful. not the easiest though not the easiest <laughs> yeah and yeah. you know when you were mentioning about um, being authentic and you know getting the kids to to open up one thing that i learned right is that when you are expecting a second one right so mm. my second one came when my older son was about four years old mm. so um, people always tell me that the older son will be very very jealous you know uh, will, may not take well to the younger one and i thought that was true so i go back to books right i really love reading right so i, I read about what is something that we could do to you know um, help my older son be able to receive the second one and by having many many conversations with him what of the things you know I mentioned is I told him up front he's four years old so he could understand right so um yeah like you know your older son is three right and your second one is coming as well I told my older one I said we read books about jealousy you know I told him about the concept of jealousy is this feeling that's inside you like a green monster that's gonna be eating you up so I explained that kind of a feeling but it may be different for him so I said that if you're jealous what is something that you want to do so he thought about it and then after that he said okay mommy I know I know I give you a a signal, a clue. I said, okay, okay, what kind of a clue, right? Then he said, okay, I will hug, I will hug this thing, this this soft toy. He has this huge soft toy. And then I was like, well, that was actually a very, very good idea. I wouldn't have thought of that, right? So I wouldn't have thought of that. It's difficult to articulate an emotion, especially when you're in the midst of it. Like, you know, mm. if I have depression, I wouldn't openly tell people I have depression, right? Mm. Um, but I could send a signal to people, right? Mm. And it was, and it has to be a signal that is easy for him to send. So mm. I said, okay, you know, that, that's a great idea. So even when I was pregnant, and sometimes I will be so tired that I told him, darling, mommy really, mommy cannot play with you because I just need to lie down on my bed. And then, you know, I say, you know, the baby is kicking, it's really painful and he feels jealous, right? And I, and I know it because he ran to his room and he went to hug his toy. 
So he didn't even come out, okay? I had to go and find him. So when I found him, I saw him hugging his toy. And then I realized, oh my gosh, you know, I, I didn't realize. And, and when he showed me that same signal that we talked about, that was something that I learned. And um, I was so thankful for the little conversation that Lord came to, to, to came to this, that there is this thing that he, he, he showed me about his feelings. And, and there was this thing that allowed me to connect with him. And when I saw it, I didn't have to say, oh, you know what? Are you feeling jealous? I really knew she was feeling jealous, right? Mm-hmm. Then I just do something together. Like, say, you know, okay, mommy can't play with you, but you know, let's let's eat ice cream together, right? Mm-hmm. Or something. And, and he will immediately feel love. And you know, there'll be this big smile on his face and and that, that connection um, just happened a lot. And that was something that I thought was really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I told it to my husband, I said, you know, darling, you know, this happened today. And I saw Izo did this hug his soft toy to tell me that he was jealous. Was like eye-opening for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, and it was just this little thing uh, that encourages me to know that our kids need to feel hurt. Right, uh-huh. Our children need to know that we want to hear that. And... Um, the little things that they say, we need to hear, you know, and, and be intentional to seek their hearts because if we don't, oh. it goes, yeah, it goes unfounded, right? And you know, after a prolonged period of time, it could harbor hatred towards the younger brother. It could grow into something bigger than, you know, than what it seemed. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question that I should ask my firstborn. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant one that I should try to see what, what is his response. I think that's an interesting way to understand him a bit more about the things that he is going through in his mind, especially with the transition, not only just happening to, to, to me, but also to the yeah. whole family him as well. I have been also trying uh, different ways. <laughs> So that's I'm a good sure. one that I will try. Yeah. So the other question that I'm I'm wondering about because mothers in this modern age are really busy mm. in all aspects, whether is it in their work, career, and also to be different roles, whether is it being an employee, being a daughter-in-law, daughter, a mother to their children. How do you think? they can enjoy parenting and motherhood better through these different things that they are doing in their lives? Wow. I love this question because it is also something that I reflect on. I think, okay, there are, there are many things that are in my mind, okay, but then one thing that we mentioned earlier is, is, is to be present. And that, that uh, supersedes all the doing that uh, we want with our kids. Right? I'm guilty, all right, of doing a lot of things with my children. I want to be him out. I want to be him to be able to experience new things. You know, I want to create a Montessori home for the family. I want open-ended play, da 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 A lot, a lot of doing. But I realized that as moms, it's not so much of the doing. It is of the being in the present with our children, you know, of the hearing them, of the just with them and while being with them to connect yeah because all of the good things that you want to be able to to do with your kids like you want to build strong bonds with them you want them to have determination you know you want them to be able to sleep train well there are so many things that we want for our kids but none of this will work if our foundations with our children are shaky 
right? Yeah. You can't build a house on, you know, shaky grounds, right? So firm foundations really comes from connections and connections come from conversations, right? Mm-hmm. A couple is lovey-dovey only because they spend so much time talking to each other. As parents, we are just so flooded, like you said, right? We have so many things, our work, our children, our everything that when we lose the essence of connecting with our other half, we lost that spark. And it's the same. If we lose the connection of speaking and conversing with our, our, our children, we lose that spark. So any of the things that we want to build for our kids, the discipline, the good habits and all that will not happen. So, you know, one thing that I say is to be more present with our kids. Then the other thing that I learned, right, is to never compare my motherhood journey with, you know, someone else. You know, I could be a, a parent to a, a four and eight-year-old. Another parent could be also a parent to a four and eight-year-old. But our four and eight-year-old are very, very different. I have my own struggles. She has her own struggles. I have my highlights. She has her highlights. I will see a lot of moms cooking amazing dishes for their children, like right? three meals, and then still homeschool the kid, and still no helper, and then still can mom to sorry the house. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what am I doing? Am I not doing enough for my boys? Am I, am I not enough, right? But I realized that, yeah, we are, as moms, you are more than enough. If there is one message to be sent to all moms, that you are more than enough for all the things that you desire for your kids, for all the things that you want to do for them, just be present with them and you are more than enough. And, and when someone told that to me, it was liberating to know that I am truly um, more than enough for my kids and for my family. It comes with a simple desire to just want to be a better version of myself as a mom or as a person and that is mm. more than enough. Yeah, I don't need to be like the domestic goddess, <laughs> cook three meals a day plus keep my house big and spend and just be present. And that's something that we all can do, uh, aspire to do a little bit more because it... Mm. Yeah, it is sowing that seeds for our kids. Mm, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I really truly believe that being present is really important. And I think because of this modern age, when we look at social media, there's so many things that we, we read about, we see on all these feeds, and we think that why not like this, why not like that. But I think ultimately, our children want our present and love because love yeah. to them is really time spent with them, you know, being yeah, really present right. instead of looking at our phones mm-hmm. and having that quality conversations and time together. And that's how they feel love from us being parents. And like what we talked in the beginning, the doing, doing, especially now restrictions sometimes, it can be challenging going to some places or stay at home. Also. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so also like, you know, being at home, it could be also something that is meaningful as well because there are conversations that we can talk about while watching something or you know, reading something. Yeah. All these are wonderful ways of connection as well. So, so yeah, I totally agree with you what I say. Exactly that, you know, exactly that. It's, it's truly what we share about, what we talk about, even in doing of all the things or even in not doing of all the things yeah. that they will create memories by. Yeah, they will remember the many things that you do with them, but they will remember the memories that you create with them in your speech and just being with them when they are going through their biggest emotions. Mm. So I'm glad, yeah, and, and so many more moms need to hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I also think that, you know, I really wish that more moms could recognize that you know, the value of presence. I think a lot of moms that I speak with and I work with as a coach, they feel very guilty that they are not spending enough time to them. The time, the quantity of time is something that is very concerning. 
But mm. I think like what we talk about the connection and really about leveraging on little pockets of time to connect with them. Mm. And I think it's about how do we leverage on all this in, like from young, right? Changing diapers, feeding. Mm. These are all routines that could be connection periods. Teachable moments. Yes, yes. So like what you talk about, for example, y'all had this ang pao, right? <laughs> For Chinese New Year. Oh, yes, yes, I yes. I think that, that is also a wonderful way. It's not the act of giving, but it's also through that conversations, you get the chance to get to know each other better and also with other That's family true. members as well. So I think it's looking out for all these opportunities. That's I like true. to call them like, little scripts of magical moments or connection moments. Oh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I love I that. Think, I love that word that you use. Yeah, <laughs> magical yeah. moments sounds great. Yeah, so it's not like saying that, oh, I don't have time. Yes, we are all very busy, but it's really about looking out all these magical moments. Yeah. I love that, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I think as a mom, you have shared a lot of your perspective on you know, connection with uh, your children and all. I can see that love bond is truly aligned to who you are as a person, as a parent, and as also a teacher, educator. What do you like about running you know, love bonds that is really aligned to who you are as a person and also uh, you're passionate about? Um, well, I'm passionate in a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, and passion drives people into doing things that they've never done before, into doing scary things, into venturing into the unknown. Well, one thing I'm really passionate about is values incognition, right? Building strong bonds. I'm, I'm passionate about character development. I'm passionate about all of these, but all of these are intangibles, right? Mm. So in running a business, I cannot just run on passion alone, right? I need to run on the purpose, right? I want to do all this, then what can, what then can I do? to do all these that I said that are intangibles because I want to be able to talk about this because I want parents to be able to know about this. My purpose is really number one um, is to curate and, you know, uh, create resources. So mm. books and magazines and then, you know, the conversation guides and every book and magazine comes with a conversation guide, right? The conversation guide specific to the magazine and the book will actually ask the parent questions that they can have to ask their children mm. from the book and the magazine. And that's like little mini lesson plans in the classroom which is their home to be able to encourage such intentional dialogues between parent and child. Oh. And the other thing that I'm also passionate about is actually words. Yeah, I, I love writing and I love receiving words. And I do feel our world needs more positive words to be said and to be given. And that's also the reason why we started actually teaching brush calligraphy workshops because words can positively impact someone's life and can potentially change the space of the environment that we are in. And that's because I, I experienced it myself. When I receive a card from a, a, a fellow mentor that tells me that I am more than enough, that was something that changed my whole outlook of how a mom I can potentially be. And because words are so powerful, I want to be able to equip moms and educators with skills to be able to write for others and oh. for themselves. Yeah, so in my home, uh, okay, I can't show you, but you know, in my home, on my storeroom door, on my fridge magnet door, even on, on my wall and all that, I have positive words that I write to my children and that people write for me and that I write for myself. Because, mm. yeah, like, oh yeah, that's what you are loved, right? 
yeah, it's like you are more than enough, right? So when I'm reminded that I am loved, it is something that keeps me going despite challenges and despite difficulties. And I, and I want to do that. Lah. And when it is purpose-driven like that, then all that we do becomes less of a dread, but more mm. of a joy. Mm. And that's why Love Bonds is something that, and the name comes from, yeah, Love Bonds. And truly, you know, Love Bonds people in the family, Love Bonds us, you know, and the fellow moms that we connect to like you. And, you know, Love Bonds people, right, generally. Because love is so... It's, it's so intangible but tangible at the same time that we mm. felt that it's something that we could anchor you know our our brand on so running a business that's aligned to both our purpose and passion is not always the easiest because business is hard right but because we we are passionate in about in the things that we are uh, doing and that we have a strong purpose which is truly you know to reach out to families and and equip them with the skills of positive words. And I've seen moms learning brush calligraphy with their children. Mm. And we love that. Because, you know, they are each other's accountability buddies. And when they have this skill of writing, they actually write to each other. And mm. that to me is like the best thing, right? Because we are providing them with this opportunity and a platform to be able to connect to each other through words. So my son <laughs> loves, loves writing to me, not in brush calligraphy. He thinks that brush calligraphy is uh, messy writing. That's that's <laughs> his, okay. Um, but he likes writing in his own words and, um, and I'll write back to him. And that's something that uh, we do. Not every day, but if, if he wants to tell me something and say, you know, mommy, I'm really proud of myself today, he will write a card that says, I'm happy, right? And then he'll come back and tell me, mommy, I'm really, really happy today. And then he will, he will tell me about the things that happened in school. And that's something that I really, really treasure. Lah. You know, and when I know that he's going through a hard time, so recently he was learning to play the Rubik's Cube. Okay. Mm. So he was having a lot of difficulty in learning the Rubik's Cube. He couldn't get the final step of, you know, doing that turns and all that. And, um, and he was really frustrated. It was about two weeks or so and he still has not learned it, right? And nobody stressed him, you know. I mean, none, me and my husband, is, we don't force him to learn Rubik's Cube. Like, seriously, it's not in our KPI, right? But he wanted to learn it because he saw his friends doing it. But he couldn't do it for about two weeks or so and he was very, very frustrated. So, you know, I wrote him a card that says, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. And then I just put it in his lunchbox. It was just a simple thing, you know. Um, and then he saw it and then he didn't see anything. But he, I, I saw that he put his card on top of his bedside table. Oh. So I didn't say anything about it. And then, but he put his Rubik's Cube beside the card as well. And, and I noticed that. And I asked him during our you know, daily reflect, reflections time. I asked him, so, you know, um, I saw that you put the Rubik's Cube beside this card. Then I said, how do you feel about the fact that you, know, you are ha- having a lot of difficulty in learning this? And then he said, it's really hard, Mama. But you know, yeah, I know I can do hard things. He said it. He articulated that thing. And then I say, yeah, mama really knows and mama really believes that you can do hard things. And then, and, and gone, and he finally one day managed to solve it with help from his friends. Mm. Um, yeah, and that was happening, you know, when he finally solved it, he told me, mommy, yeah, mommy, mommy, can you see this? Can you see this? You know, I could see, yeah, I could see the, the, the joy, you know, and, and his face lit up. And I knew that it was a journey, you know, that we we have gone through with him. I wasn't the one he teaching him Rubik's Cube. Mm. I don't know how to solve it. Okay. So, but when he could, yeah, I couldn't. So I still can't. But when he, he, you know, when he could actually do it, he saw that he could do hard things. And, and I like that when he was in his 
stressed out moment and it's difficult uh, situation. I was there to just give that little encouragement to tell him that I believed in him and that, you know, that he could do it. And when he could finally do it, I was the first person that he, he you know, was screaming at and, wow. and I was glad, lah, you know. So it is, it is really these little things that uh, I'm passionate about when we share this with our members. In our workshops, we actually, in our biography workshops, we actually infuse doses of parenting inspiration. So sometimes I, I share a little bit about uh, what we do in our family and the challenges and the difficulties that we had and how we actually try to overcome some of these. And we still have difficulties and challenges. It's a daily thing, right? And um, just through this, I realized that, you know, we connect with moms, right? Mm. And because we connect with moms through these little stories, we are actually able to encourage other families to, to do little things like that or take steps or mini steps in the right direction in encouraging meaningful conversations in the homes. And uh, writing is really something I would love for more people to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I love that because it's really the power words. Like what you say, it's tangible, it's very visual. And through these words, these are actual so-called love in action, I guess, to kind of yeah. like share with our children that, you know, I see you. I, I know that you are going through a challenging period, but I know that you can do it. I think the story you shared really encapsulates the power of words in terms of using this as part of our connection and parenting uh, with our children. So that's really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> And we all actually have these little beautiful stories in our homes and our journeys. Uh, and when we share them with others, it encourages others too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Thanks so much for sharing. How can people get to connect with you and also to know more about you and Love Bonds? Oh, well, we are really active on our IG. So our IG and Facebook at LoveBondsSG. So connect with us at LoveBondsSG. You will also hear some of the stories. Michelle and myself will actually share stories about happenings in our homes and a little bit about what we actually do and uh, what we believe in, in uh, at LoveBondsSG. So connect with, them, with us there. And if you're curious about the books and magazines and also things that we do, you can also find us at our website, lovebonds.com.sg. Okay, I'll include all these links in the show notes for this podcast so that uh, anyone who is listening in could connect with Serene and also her partner Michelle to get to know more about Love Bonds and their wonderful work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank Can't you wait so to connect much. with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Serene. No worries. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to connect and also to share about this life. Motherhood is very, very lonely, right? Mm. It's it's really lonely and where we are able to connect with another individual or an uh, arms out there it makes our journey less lonely and it makes our journey a little bit more enriching when we know that people are in this together definitely yeah it, it takes a village to raise a child but i think it takes also a community to raise brothers as well so that's right yeah i think love force is doing a wonderful job in raising mothers and also parents <laughs> Yeah, we hope so. We hope so. We we truly hope so. And I'm looking forward to your many conversations that you're going to be having with your other moms, because in hearing other moms, then do we learn and grow from each other and mm. grow in our motherhood journey, lah. Mm. Thank you for your time. See you around. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this chat as much as I did. 
And if you'd like to connect with Seri from Love Bonds, check out the show notes for this episode, which will include Instagram and also their website links. And if you'd like to further the conversation with me, do connect with me at Instagram at The Curious Mama or subscribe to my newsletter where I will share a bit more about resources relating to this topic as well. And if you'd like to show your love for this podcast, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. This will really mean a lot to me. Till then, take care. And remember that you are enough and keep on making magic in your unique way. Bye.